This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 579 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com for a world of choices in equestrian shopping. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning show, episode number 308. It's all about your vet's New Year's resolution list for you. But first, a word from our sponsor, EquestrianCollections.com. The equestrian's favorite trinity of fourth quarter shopping opportunities is upon us. Winter weather, winter show circuits, and winter gift giving. No worries. Just surf on over to EquestrianCollections.com. There, you'll find an astounding array of name brand blankets and outerwear for winter weather, splendid show clothes for winter circuits, and innumerable goodies for gift giving. EquestrianCollections.com, bringing the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Now, enjoy today's tip. Now, Dr. Jones, if you could create a New Year's resolution for your patient's horses, what would that be? I will not get sick this year, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> You'd go, especially after hours. <laughs> I thought it was, you see, you don't want them never to get sick because then you don't make any money. I like uh, the second one. You need to refine that and just say, I will only get sick from 8 to 5 a.m. <laughs> Eastern weekday. Yes, there you go. That's, that's a good idea. True, yes, I do make money on sick horses, but I also make money on well horses and maintenance of well and athletic horses. So, you know, they're not necessarily sick. They just may have a little arthritis or something to that effect, and I wouldn't consider that sick. So, which we're going to talk about the, the wellness and maintenance idea yeah. today, which uh, yeah. kind of goes along. I, I want to say I heard, a, you know, a couple New Year's resolutions by people, and it kind of goes with our program today. And my favorite one I heard was, I'm going to save more money this year. <laughs> and I love that one and because everybody always says, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But, you know, save more money I think just ties into everything and it ties into what we're talking about today because that's, that's huge with the recession and everything that's going on nowadays. Yeah, Good luck sure. saving money owning horses. Go ahead, Michelle. With the recession in the last couple of years, you know, there's some of those basic maintenance things with our horses that um, you know, may have been put off a little bit longer. Maybe I'll wait a little bit longer to get my horse's teeth floated. Um, or, you know, maybe I'll stretch out my vaccinations a little bit. And so what we wanted to talk about today is getting organized and putting your horse's health care into your budget. So um, I wanted to ask um, Dr. Jones, you know, why, why is it important for your horse owners to make a plan now um, and, and start saving for the year? I have a lot of clients that um, actually budget for their vaccinations for the horses because they've got maybe three or four horses, and that's quite a bit for one person to take care of, and that's shavings and that's feed and that's hay, and they've got a plan to make sure they have enough hay to get through the week or the month, you know, things like that. So I, I think 
making a budget for them as well as for your own family uh, food budget and mortgage budget and you know electric all that is is very uh, good idea. The the thing that you want to consider is your basic wellness. You've got vaccines you have to do. I mean, we unfortunately were the ones, and the horse um, at, had an article on it. Um, my practice is the one that euthanized the two encephalitis horses at the beginning of December. They were unvaccinated. Um, pretty sad, but you know, people are skipping on their vaccines because of the economics now. Floating teeth, my goodness, you probably would feed a lot less hay and a lot less grain if you kept their teeth floated every year. Um, the fecal deworming, another thing that you could save money on grain and hay if you kept them properly dewormed or do their fecals in accordance to the area that you live in. And then hoof care, oh my goodness, you, you have to take care of those farriers because the, the horses need those feet to get around and if they're getting stone bruises or uh, splits in their hooves because you're, you're extending it out because you can't afford it, those are things that um, will cause some veterinary complications and farrier emergencies down the line. So mm -hmm. all this is just your regular maintenance that you really, really need to do with your horse. Everything else above and beyond that you kind of have to budget, you know, for those things too, dermatitis issues, um, other kind of weight loss issues or um, mild things like arthritis, uh, those things you can kind of put aside a small amount of money for. But then you have your big emergencies. You, you should probably budget for those on the side. And um, I'm kind of going, I'm kind of rushing through everything, but I, I'm just trying to point out yeah. if you do your regular maintenance and your veterinarian's out there twice a year, because usually vaccines are done twice a year all throughout the country, um, then you'll have a good standing relationship with the veterinarian. So if you do call for an emergency and that veterinarian is busy, they can kind of triage, oh, those people did vaccinate their horses, whatever they're experiencing right now is of importance. I will get to them. Um, they could probably do this in the meantime, maybe save a little bit on emergency fee and see it the next morning, or if they have to rush out and see it at that moment, you know, they, they already know what the horses have in the past and where they can go from there to best treat the horses in a more timely manner rather than having to work through, did you vaccinate? Okay, well, let's check to see if it's a vaccine problem, let's see if it's a teeth problem, you know, that kind of thing. Because colics can be, you know, can stem from teeth not being done appropriately or deworming or fecals not being done. So well, having a relationship when, is huge. Well, in talking about establishing that relationship, and, and you and I were chatting earlier about a wellness program that you offer, and I know in my area several of the clinics offer a year-long wellness plan, and so I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about what you offer your clients. Um, they're they're very affordable. All year round. Yeah, they're very affordable. A lot of people will choke on them because they have three horses, and they've got to spend that much money for three horses. Well, guess what? You're spending that much money for three horses throughout the year, whether you believe it or not. The yeah, wellness whether programs, you write it down or not. <laughs> the wellness, and of course, small bites are always better and always easier to swallow than one large bill, um, and that's with anything, anything we do. You know, the purchase of a vehicle or, you know, maintenance of your trucks. Um, you can do tires one month. You can do, you know, your 20,000-mile checkup another month. You can do whatever you know the deal is but you just you can spread it out but if you did a, a wellness plan with your veterinarian right off the top majority of them have anywhere between five percent and fifteen percent savings if you pay all up front that's huge that's absolutely huge and we in our in our practice we have about up to about fifteen percent savings if they pay the wellness plan it includes vaccines for the year it includes a basic dental um, 
a basic dentistry for your horse, which if you do it every year, that's all you need is basic dentistry. Unless your horse is 20-something years old and starts having rotten teeth, you don't need much more than just updating preventative basic dentistry. It offers three fecals for the year. It also um, will follow up with a 5% savings on anything else above and beyond that. So if you have an emergency, God forbid, you get 5% savings. If you have um, joint injections you need to do on your sport horse, you get 5% savings on that. So these wellness programs are very beneficial to your um, horse, and you just need to ask your veterinarian, do you offer a wellness program? And then ask them if it's too much. you get got three horses you want to put it on. Ask them, can I pay a half this month and half next month? There you can budget that way because a lot of them, as, as well as we do, we have a one-month one difference. You pay half this month and they pay half next month, and then you're set for the year. Yeah. And then you also mentioned emergencies, and, um, and we've talked a little bit about saving for emergencies or having an emergency plan in place for the year if a colic does come up or if a traumatic injury comes up. So what are some different options that, that horse owners have? This is a beautiful time to talk about that. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas presents I did pre-purchases for last uh, last month, nice. and they were they were not much. They were just a good physical exam of the horse. We didn't do a bunch of X-rays or anything like that. We just evaluated the horse and um, gave our professional opinion for that point in time that we saw that horse and what we thought you know was good or bad about the horse. And if it was for a daughter, which a lot of them were, I always have the conversation with the owner. Please plan for an emergency. Colic is the number one emergency in horses, and it's at that point in time you've got a crying daughter or son about their pony that's having a colic episode, and you have to make a financial decision on the spot. Do I do surgery or do I not? Or do I do more medicated treatment which may run into surgery or not? You don't want to be put in that position with your son or daughter crying next to you on the pony. You want to have a plan ahead of time. Every emergency, and the horse actually published it a, a couple months back, and I loved it. Every emergency um, is going to run you anywhere between $300 and $500. Anytime you probably call the vet out after hours on a weekend and say, a horse is doing XYZ, ran through the fence, uh, colic, lethargic, fever, it's probably going to be somewhere between $300 and $500. So you need to plan for at least one emergency a year with that amount. The other thing is, and I have a few clients that do it, they have a credit card that's solely for the horse. That, horse, that credit card is through AQHA. It's through um, their bank, and it's strictly got $5,000 on it. That's all it's got on it, and it's only to be used for the horse. Now, granted, we've all been pressured lately, and they're probably using it for grain and hay, but if they save it just for emergency reasons, um, that would be great. There is a company out there that we accept their card, and a lot, and all the um, emergency facilities in our area accept the card. It's called Care Credit, and a lot of people know about it through their dentist because the dentist mm -hmm. um, accept it. It is a credit card that's only used for equine um, health or pet health type um, things. You cannot use it for grain and hay. It's a fantastic credit card. I don't have any interest in the company. <laughs> I wish I did. Um, but it's a 0% interest for anywhere between six months and a year. So you have a, I hate to say, a $6,000 colic surgery, and you get a year to pay that off, and you have no interest on it. That's tremendous. So you need to look into those, and you can get online if you have a car loan, a car leasing, that's all you need to get some sort of credit on that credit card, and you can do it online in a matter of 10 minutes. 
I use it for my dog, and um, it, it's fantastic. The other um, options out there are insurance. Insurance is very good to have, and of course, I just met a couple people recently um, in December that had a couple emergencies, and they had dropped the insurance because they weren't using it. Well, it's the same with cars. We don't use our insurance that often on our cars, and if we weren't required to have it by law but in some states, we probably wouldn't carry it, and next thing you know, you'd have a car accident, and you're out all that money because you didn't have insurance to help you pay for a new car, replacing the fenders, whatever it was that, that happened to your vehicle in the car accident. And uh, same thing with the horse. You're not going to probably use that insurance until the day you decide to cancel it, and then all of a sudden <laughs> something happens and you're going to need that insurance. So a lot of people see it as wasted money, but it's relatively inexpensive to carry major medical insurance or liability, or a, uh, not a liability, a uh, mortality insurance on your horse. God forbid it gets struck by lightning or something, you know, fluke happens where it dies all of a sudden. You'll get that money back so you can buy the next pony for your child. So you should look into those insurances. When you mentioned the child standing next to her father crying, going, Daddy, save my horse, Daddy, please. Oh. Yeah, that was me. And my dad just, like, <laughs> he, he just remembered the credit card bill at the University of Georgia for the colic surgery, and I'm sure he wished that he would have put some money aside as well. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you have to plan. And if you put $500 aside this year for an emergency and you don't use it, leave it there put 500 aside again next year. Leave it there. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to have it in a nice interest-bearing account or something, uh, bury it in the backyard, whatever you feel safe doing. Uh, <laughs> over time, it'd be like paying the insurance as well. But you can use insurance. People have used insurance on, on buying boxes of Adequan for their sport horses and keep them going um, throughout the years. They've used the insurance for many different things in major medical. So, there's a lot of pluses to the health insurance, and there's definitely a lot of pluses to having a credit card that's solely just for the health of your horse so that you can um, yeah. get it paid off over time and you're not having to remortgage your home. Yeah. Horses are not a cheap um, pet to have. It's not, And the one thing that I had a discussion with somebody uh, before is it's not like you go and you bought a dog for Christmas, and that dog is only eight weeks old and it starts vomiting blood, which we all know is parvo. It's vomiting blood, and it's 7 o'clock at night. You look in the yellow pages, you find the emergency center, you put the dog in the car, and you go. You need to have a plan for your emergencies. And, and budgeting as well as a plan is a big thing. I don't know how many times I meet people that don't have a trailer, and they don't have a friend with a trailer. Start developing that idea. How do I get my horse to a facility? And some of the surgical facilities, you don't have to do surgery. If you have had a decision, and Michelle, you have a great example of that, you have a decision with your family that my pet in my backyard, I'm only going to spend $2,000 on, and it's colicking. And the next step after our quick visit to the farm with oil and banamine, rectal exams and all that, the next step is to put the horse on fluids. You can run up a $2,000 bill on fluids and no, the horse might get yeah. better. And well, that's and, great because you tried. But if it doesn't get better, you've made the decision. We're not going any further. But for those people who work, I always tell them, we can run fluids at their farm, but they're going to be up all night watching the fluids drip. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's a lot better to have it at a facility. It's a surgical facility, yes. To have them watch the fluids drip, they call you up and say at 2 o'clock in the morning, the horse is not getting any better. It's really painful now. And I hate to say this but you're a little bit removed at that point, it's easier for you to say, enough is enough. I cannot afford the surgery. 
so we need to euthanize. Yeah. Really well, tough Michelle, discussion to have, but, you know. Uh, it's <laughs> and brutal. It's a really and tough discussion to have. It's mm -hmm. a nightmare for any horse owner, but Michelle, I heard that you have a little bit of an emergency plan with your husband, right? We do, and we, we use this January time, you know, when we're doing our budget for the year to talk about it, and, and I have my two horses, and, and we, I managed a, a herd of therapy horses of geriatrics um, for five years, and so I've been in those hard decisions with horses that that were very special to me, but not my own personal horses. And that made my husband go, you know, we really need to make decisions for our horses ahead of time. And so we've set aside a certain amount of money for each horse. We kind of, it's hard. We don't tell the horses. They don't know which one's worth more money. <laughs> but um, <laughs> smart. But they each have their own, own kind of value that is what we're willing to go to in an emergency, um, which is as far as we can go without having us suffer financially. And so mm. it just brings peace of mind. It makes things, I think, brings my husband a lot of peace of mind because he doesn't want to have to be the bad guy saying, no, we can't, we can't do this. We can't go any further to save uh, Jack or Marathon. So um, I tell you what, I, I totally am with you on this one, Michelle. I think it's a terrific idea, and I'm sure Dr. Jones has a million stories. But representing, being America's horse husband, this is going to have to go in the training manual is this is the one thing that will get you in hot water and have you sleeping on the couch because, because your wife or girlfriend is going to be a mess. She's going to want to spend any amount of money like, like anybody would to save their horse. And the husband might want to too, but it's kind of the one sitting back being a little more practical about eating for the next six months. And that I love the idea of coming up with that figure, even though it sounds, I don't know, cruel is the word, but it, it, it sounds does. It's cold. hard. It's hard. Yeah. But it's a but terrific it idea. Practical. Boy, but then you got to be the husband that comes back and says, but we came up with this idea. And when she's screaming, going, no, I don't give a shit, you know, crap, um, about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fantastic, I, it's a fantastic, and even a parent can have that amongst themselves for their daughter or son's pony and say, this is all we're going to spend. And, again, back to my make a plan for the emergency. Use the surgical facilities for fluids. You don't have to use them for surgery. I've renamed, you know, telling clients they need to go to a referral hospital for further evaluation, and they can run two to $3,000 there, not the full six to eight, which is what they're quoting now for, for colics, two to three if they want to make that their budget, and the, the child is removed from that facility. The child is home your home, they call you at 2 or they call you at 8 a.m. and say, you know, things are not going well. You say euthanize and you say, the horse didn't make it. He died at the hospital. A lot easier sometimes to, to handle that with the child if you have that preset budget. But getting them to the clinic or to the hospital, the referral sur surgical place, is definitely got to be key in your plan. So, and hopefully you do all this planning and you have a whole year with a healthy horse and, and don't have to, to deal with any of this stuff. But it's really good to have that plan and that peace of mind. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it's such a hard discussion to have with clients. Um, some will say, sure, it, they get up there and then they, they balk at the prices or mm -hmm. um, they didn't do it and they kick themselves, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, 
six to eight thousand dollars has a different value when you're in the throes of those emergencies than when you're looking at your budget and and seeing what that actually covers. So, um, so definitely something to think about. So, so do we have any other health uh, resolutions that we we want to talk about for for our horses? Something <laughs> maybe a little bit of a pick me up. <laughs> Well, I mean, it could. You have to consider all this too. Is there is, um, like I said, the average is three to five hundred for your emergency care um, for your horse when your vet comes out. But if the laceration is so involved or so severe, I had one recently where there was exposed vessels and nerves, and this was her brand new horse that she had just purchased for showing, and he was barely two, so he had his full life ahead of him, kind of thing. I could have sutured him there at the farm, but it was a very deep wound, and I wanted. To place a drain. He was nervous. He was jumping all over the owner and I. And I finally said, you know what, it'd be better if it was done under gas anesthesia. Now that's going to cost her quite a bit of money. She had purchased insurance. So she went in to have him sutured up a little bit more pleasantly, a better job. It probably wouldn't have come apart. You know, mine possibly would have came apart if he was jumping around and I couldn't quite get that sutured together nicely because he's moving on me. Um, you know, so you got to think about it's not just the colic. It could be as simple as a, a deep laceration that really needs a little bit more care than what they can provide at the farm, and there's your budget. So those are, those are things you really got to think about. Guys, we're running out of time here. Uh, Michelle, is there anything on, on, on thehorse.com about this? Um, well, we do have a blog coming up. It's not exactly about um, doing your budgeting for your resolution, but we will have something later today about preparing for emergencies um, and some okay. resolutions on that, getting your horse trailer ready in case of emergency, uh, and using January as a time to reset and restock. So look for that All right. um, at thehorse.com. As usual, a lot of very thought-provoking ideas from thehorse.com. To listen to more of the horse.com's tips, just go to the horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop down menu on the left. They're right there. If you love listening to Glenn the Geek and Jamie put in their two cents on horse health topics, tune in to Horses in the Morning on Wednesdays at 10 for a weekly fix of the up to the minute horse health information. And you can also go to the horse.com and find the mother load of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they really do make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been EquestrianCollections.com. Surf on over there today and check out the myriad of choices they have because if you need it for your horse habit, they've got it. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like us to cover on the show. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zoom and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zoom, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 